Ding, ding. We're toe to toe and neither of us will back down. Does the Bible have any help for us in the midst of conflict? What if we're firm in our belief that we're right? Our convictions are true, but we just can't seem to get along. Do you have any help for us today? Well, this is Considerate, where we're considering questions about life, theology, and the church. This is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions that regard life, theology, and the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747, and we'll consider those questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit us at redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Consider It. And as always, let's just start with the, with the question right up top. Uh, the submitted question is this, how can I tackle conflict in a biblical way? I want to make sure if I've been hurt or disagree, I can voice those opinions without just rolling over and letting the other person win, but also not hurt the other party in the process. How can I apply this to both marriage and outside of marriage with friends and coworkers? Um, Really awesome question. Uh, I think right. it's, a, it's it's not an easy question. And, and today we get uh, the privilege of having a guest here today who is a biblical counselor. And, and Blair, why don't you introduce Adam? Sure, sure. Uh, so Adam Wilders joining us on the podcast today. Adam uh, works for the Austin Stone Counseling Center in uh, Austin, Texas, and also uh, joins us here in New Braunfels on Fridays, um, offering biblical counsel to uh, not just the people of redemption, but mm-hmm. uh, anyone who's in our community. Community that uh, needs the help and hope of Christ, and uh, um, and so we're glad to have him uh, partnering with our church in that way, and also just thrilled to have him on the show. And and so the nature of this question is like, I mean, you and I could talk about it, but right. let's bring in the big guys. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's bring in out. the pros and the guy <laughs> yeah. who deals with this uh, and, and helps people with this every day. So Adam, right. thanks for for joining us. And yeah, uh, thanks for having me. For I appreciate sure. it. Yeah, and I think it's it's a good it's a good thing to start with. You know the difference. You know, we hear about counseling all the time. I think Mm -hmm. the biggest, uh, and you know, Adam, chime in on this, but I think the biggest difference with biblical counseling is we're coming from the 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 fundamental idea that like man is broken Mm -hmm. uh, because of sin, right? And and our solution is not uh, behavioral. It's not anything that we can find on our own but rather it's it's the gospel right that reconciles us and and god had a purpose for us and we have purpose in him and when we deviate from that we come into these conflicts you know uh, yeah absolutely i mean i mean biblical counseling is gospel centered in nature right, right. It's, it's jesus is the foundation of our faith and he's also foundation of our life and so whenever we look into issues in our life of conflict or i mean really any other issue in our life we can go to the scripture and and look because jesus says he's given us all that we need for life mm-hmm. and godliness and yeah, right. and so we can go to him whenever we need counsel or advice that's right that's why i love this question why it was submitted is that uh you know thank you to uh whoever uh did and uh for having the vulnerability the Mm -hmm. humility to 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 seek out help and to uh, give us the opportunity to um to to speak into this and to look Mm -hmm. at what the scriptures have to say and and so conflict's really a normal thing right yeah you know i I mean between the three of us there's probably been some (laughs) conflict you know in our own lives uh, this week probably maybe a little um if uh, we're honest and uh Mm -hmm. and uh you know if you're human you 
deal with conflict. If you have yes. any sort of preference <laughs> uh, or like or dislike, it's probably, uh, uh, if you have any sort of expectation, it's probably been unmet right. uh, at some point. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's yeah. kind of where the nature Absolutely. of conflict comes. And so, um, so this is a, is a normal thing. Yeah. Conflict is a normal thing. Yeah. And, uh, and we, I think we can all acknowledge that, but it's then our response that matters. Right. right? And how we, uh, Press forward into it. What, where we go from uh, uh, from the the heat of the moment, if right. you will, and where we go to uh, either help the situation or hurt the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, yeah, and and jumping right into it, I think the first thing we can start with is is why why is there conflict? Mm-hmm. Why does why, it's, and you know in marriage specifically, I'm I'm the only unmarried one in here, uh, so why don't you guys uh, <laughs> still learn? Yeah, still I'm still right, learning. Right? You know, there's not that much conflict in my life then, I guess. But uh, yeah, player, right, right, yeah. right, Adam. So why don't you uh, kick us off? What what is what causes it? Why 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 is it in our lives? Yeah, no, I, I love the question. So like Blair said, I echo that. Whoever asked this, it's a great question because like Blair said, if you're a human, you've struggled with conflict, whether it's family, mm-hmm. friends, coworkers, uh, girlfriends, spouse, I mean, right, yeah. you can name the gamut. And so um, it, it really is. And so the question is is a really great question. And you know, if you were to poll people, like, why do we have conflict, right? People are gonna give you different answers, right? Kind of like yeah. Blair said, like some people will say, we lack communication skills. Mm-hmm. Some people say it's my upbringing, right? Yeah, Some right. people will say um, it's our personality differences. Yeah. Some people will say it's it's just money. That's Love the language. We fight, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah. but I think the fundamental understanding is that we are broken. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Genesis in the beginning, Genesis, we see that 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 we sin and we're we're far from the Lord in our yeah. hearts. Even though we as believers are redeemed in the Lord, we we still have the flesh, right? And yeah. we still battle the flesh. Mm-hmm. And so um, we do have. Um, we do have that issue that we have to handle and deal with. And so mm-hmm. while those other things that we can say are the reasons for our conflict, they definitely matter. And I don't want to invalidate those. I think all those those scenarios matter because they make sure. up who we are. And those are certain things that we deal with. But it's not the core reason that we have conflict. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. So, like, you know, even as we go back to like the core conflict, like, what do, do the scriptures have anything to say? Like, where does conflict come from? Uh, um, you know, is there is there source? Like, we we can use like the the generic answer. Well, it's because of sin. You yeah. Know? But uh, but let's be maybe more robust in our answer. What, mm-hmm. Is there th- anything more specific uh, in the mm-hmm. way that the scripture teaches that, that answers that question? Yeah. Um, one place I think that answers it just very specifically is James four one through three. Hmm. So if, as Blair said, if you're listening to this and if you're driving, please don't turn to your Bible. We will yeah. read it to you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, I yeah. Listen, I listen lots of podcasts. I'm glad they read the the things out loud to me. Um, I'm going to read James four one through three, and then we're going to kind of talk through it. Um, it says, "What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this that your passions are at war within you?" You desire and you do not have, so you murder. Mm. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask, and you ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly Mm. to spend it on your passions. Mm. And so I think here with James we see he answers the question specifically, what causes quarrels and fights among you? And he says it's the passions, it's it's the things inside of you. It's not just the external. It comes mm. from internal. Mm. And so he says here, right, he uses a kind of extreme example in verse two, right? You desire and you don't have, so you murder, right? He's trying to say you will desire things so bad that 
people can murder for them, right? He's given a real extreme example here. But then he also says you covet and you can't obtain. So you fight and you quarrel. So when yeah. we can't get something, right? We will fight, we will quarrel, we will sin in yeah. order to get it. Yeah, hmm. that's that's so key because you know a lot of the examples or the scenarios that we get about conflict are usually external things, mm-hmm. you know, money, things outside. But when we come to the scriptures, it's not not addressing those things. It's saying actually the source of your conflict is internal. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that's a game changer. That's like a whole perspective shift, <laughs> right. isn't it? Right. Yeah. You know, I think of it a lot, like think about um, if, if you're listening to this and you've had kids, um, you've seen, or if you've been in a grocery store and you've seen a two-year-old like freak out and right. like, lose their mind because they don't get a toy. Yeah. You know, you ever, you've either yeah. seen that, right? Or I've experienced <laughs> yeah. that with yeah. all three of my children. Yeah. Um, you think of like, man, are they demon possessed? Like what's yeah. wrong with them? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but right. They, they want a toy, a candy mm-hmm. bar, whatever it may be. Right. And yeah. you say no, because you're a loving parent and they just lose their mind. Right. right. And they're screaming, yelling, hitting, crawling on the floor, rolling around, whatever it is that they do, right? That you're yeah. just like, wow, man. Um, but I'm the that, worst parent in the world. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm like, uh. <laughs> like, sorry, I'm going to go, right. I'm going to leave Target now. That's right. Um, but right, so we, we see that happen and we say, man, like the kid is, what's the what's going on inside the kid? He wants the toy right. or whatever it is so bad that he will throw a major fit just mm. to get it, right? He will yeah. do whatever he has to do to try to manipulate you to get that toy, right? And so <clears throat> as us, as adults, that's kind of what we can do. Now we're a little bit more sophisticated and we mm. cover things up a little bit better, Yeah, but <laughs> right? We're, we're more passive aggressive. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we know how to cover things that's up right. a little bit better. Or not throw right. a fit we, in the we call of it room. maturity, you know, right. but really it's just we become more crafty in how to cover up um, our sinful desires. Maybe yes, yeah. no, absolutely, right. Yeah. And so, but we do the same things as yeah. we will want and desire something so badly that we will sin against yeah. a friend, a coworker, a wife, a spouse. Right? We will sin against them to get what we want. And so that's kind of what James is getting at here: mm-hmm. is we will, our desires are so strong that we will do whatever we have to do to get it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, Adam, you know, in your line of work, are there like certain like um, common selfish desires, longings, those idols that drive the conflict? You know, are there certain ones yeah. that you've yeah. you know kind of see? over and over, you know, at the root? Yeah. Um, some of the ones I see generally, there's there's about four or five. Um, one is approval. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a longing to be accepted or desired. So if there's something in you that's just not seeking your approval from the Lord and you're seeking it horizontally from people mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. don't get it, um, yeah. you can fight and you can get upset about it and you can that can be the driver of, of conflict. Um, another one would be control. If you're longing to just have everything go your way, right? Yeah. That says all the parents um, yeah. listening. Yeah. Um, and right, your kids don't do what you want or your spouse or, you know, money doesn't work out the way you're expecting or job and you're gaining for control. You will, you will do whatever you can to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one could be comfort, longing for pleasure. Those are some ones that we see a lot is like, if you're just desiring something like, comfortable a pleasure mm-hmm. so much so that if, when you don't get it you will you will fight you will mm. you will claw and scratch to get it you know sure. i think of you know like when i'm trying to watch a football game right and my kids are bothering me <laughs> yeah <laughs> that I'm never like, happens at my house I know. Yeah. <laughs> i'm like why did i just scream at them oh uh-huh. yeah because i didn't get what i wanted that's right you know um things like that um another just source in life is money yeah know, right like money sure. you know and jesus talks a lot about serving god you can't serve god and money at the same yeah. time right? right so money can be a big driving motivator 
um, that can that can cause a lot of quarreling and conflicting. That's right. Yeah. Um, and there's just a couple other things like fear, failure, pain, disappointment, things mm-hmm. like that, that can, um, you're feeling, experiencing those things. And instead of talking about them, like Blair said in the beginning, in a healthy way, we can um, use those to, to just tear another person down or fight. Right. And so that can be kind of some prime motivators right. for what yeah. comes out of us. Yeah, that's a good list. That's super yeah. you know, just helpful. Just to kind of like recap those, you know, for uh, our listeners here, you know, we talked about approval, control, comfort, money, uh, fear, fear, failure, um, pain, disappointment. Um, and uh, we don't always attribute our conflict to these things, but these are some, some pretty common hard attitudes mm-hmm. um, that, uh, that, that uh, get us sideways, if you will, or put us in our corners <laughs> yeah. uh, with uh, with somebody else. And, and well, I think uh, a lot of it goes back, you know, uh, to Genesis three. You know, right. where Adam and Eve sinned, right. and what did they do? Adam was like, "No, it was her fault." Right. You know, <laughs> right. what did Eve say? "No, it was Satan's fault." Right. Like right. we're just prone to blame shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. We're, we're prone to look outside of mm-hmm. us, not inside of us. And while the outside things do matter, they are part of it. Right. right. It takes yeah. two to have conflict. And, yeah. But and and as as you were saying those you know we went through that list like those are all things that we have perfectly in Jesus mm-hmm. you know what I mean like God created us to have those things perfectly in Him mm-hmm. you know approval um, obviously God is sovereign as in the control but comfort um, even financially and, and just being having that fear of of disappointment and pain like. God created us to be dependent on Him from the beginning, even be, even before the fall. Yeah. God created man to be dependent on Him, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of these things, when we when we find uh, created things to to fulfill these things, we we run into yeah. that problem. That's right. When we're trying yeah. to, when we're looking to our yeah. wife or right. approval or mm-hmm. trying to control things or uh, our comfort, or our pleasure, our security, mm-hmm. um, our our uh, you know. Um, our, our approval well, I guess we already said that but you know when we try to find that in our wife or our friends or in our job mm-hmm. it, it's we're looking for it in the in the wrong object and uh, and they're always going to disappoint or hurt us and and so yeah. well um, I think it's that vertical to horizontal right like yeah. you said we vertically have all that in the mm-hmm. Lord yeah. and so when we look for it horizontally yeah. and in humans yeah. and yeah. on this earth when we look, when we try to find our longing, are those things being fulfilled horizontally? That's yeah. where it goes wrong, and so like, it falls yeah. flat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Like we, yeah. we have to we have to have comfort and, and security in those vertically, knowing who we are in Christ yeah. and what God has declared to be true. That's right. And then when we live, then we get to live those out horizontally in a redemptive manner, mm. rather than trying to find pleasure, trying to find those through other things. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so we have this. Uh, kind of so far we have you know conflict exists because we're broken and the bible tells us that it's it's the the passions within us the misdirected mm-hmm. passions yeah. um, and we we went through some of those that we have um so then how then do we approach this uh you know with our spouse or our friends or in our relationships how do we approach mm-hmm. um working through these these selfish desires that maybe get in the way yeah, I think the first step, especially if you're thinking context of marriage, is is kind of assessing your own heart, mm-hmm. right? It's taking the time and saying, it's not that person's fault. What am I bringing into this, hmm. right? Which, sure. yeah. It takes two to tango, right? Like, right. So, so what what part of this am I bringing in that is that is so challenging, right, in, in my own heart and, and just each spouse committing to the personal responsibility piece of like, yeah. this is what I'm bringing in. These are the things that I am in a, in a wrong way worshiping and holding on to that I've got to let go of. 
and confessing those and repenting to the Lord and like mm-hmm. that vertical piece first and saying like, yeah. God, please, please change my heart in yeah. these areas. Yeah. Please start helping me understand how I can find these in you. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, horizontally between the spouses of just coming together and right. forgiving each other and apologizing That's and right. walking in reconciliation. Um, and so those are kind of the first two steps in it, because if you don't start there and you don't start with your heart, with each of your hearts and then reconciling, right. everything else is just behavior modification yeah. at that yeah. point. That's right. Well, well Jesus it, told us that, right? He said, you know, you look at the log in your own eye before you, <laughs> you know, point out the speck in, in yeah, somebody absolutely. else's. Yeah. Um, that self-confrontation first before you go to confront your mm-hmm. wife or somebody else, whoever you're mm-hmm. having the conflict with. And so we need to be self-confrontational, yeah. assess our own mm-hmm. hearts. What am I bringing to this? What log, you know, do I have that's, you know, I need, I need to be a lumberjack first before yeah. I can be an eye surgeon kind of right. you know? right. and uh, I need to get this bad boy out before uh, um, and, what am I doing here and that's hard man it, it takes a lot of humility too because I think we are so often going into situations saying like who's right who's wrong mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm I'm in the right he's in the wrong or she's in the wrong and so I'm going to go into this situation trying to convince this person mm-hmm. why I'm right but yeah. I, at least in my inexperience, like I've, I've, you know, I have my whole case and it seems foolproof and I go into it and I have all the facts, I have all the evidence and at the end of the conversation, I still feel like nothing was accomplished. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you're saying, I think, you know, it, that was me not being humble enough to say like, when there's conflict between me and another person, it's not just the other person's fault, even if for some reason, like, I'm right, quote unquote, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, <laughs> Your version, yeah, right? Right, That's exactly. Right. <laughs> My version is right. And right. and it takes uh, being humble and asking God, like, hey, show me where I'm wrong. Show me where mm-hmm. my desires uh, to be in control are, are, are showing up here, you know, to be able to try to work through it with my friend in this right. relationship. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think, you know, we, we think about our desires too. Like, we have great desires and we have not great desires right yeah. and they get mixed and mm-hmm. they get distorted and so it's honestly assessing and that you know james 4 at the end of this passage in verse 10 it says humble yourselves and god mm-hmm. so that god can exalt you right mm-hmm. and so that's that part of humbling yourself and saying man i've I'm, I'm bringing stuff to the table too yeah yeah that's right and so after we've like done our self-confrontation after mm-hmm. we've assessed our own heart we come uh, humbly what are um Let's let's just get get real practical here. Like, what are some ways that we can, you know, that kind of are across uh, the spectrum, mm-hmm. uh, are, are really practical for a multitude of different scenarios, whether it's mm-hmm. in marriage or at work or you know among friends or with your kids. But what are some of those like real practical ways to then step into conflict to to help? you know, talking it out or like what, what's, what's, where do we go from here? So we know there's conflict. We're in our corners. Like what's the, what, uh, what, what's, what's the next step? Number step? One, yeah, right? where, where do we go from there? You know, how do we get unstuck? Cause sometimes that's just what tanks it is. We just, we get in the conflict. We know it's there, uh, but we, and, and we desire to make it right, but we just don't know what to do next. And so, mm-hmm help us yeah, yeah help, no. help. what's the what can we do then yes yeah, so like the practical steps too yeah I, I think i look at the life of jesus and i see you know two different things i see how jesus listened really well to people 
<laughs> and and also see how he spoke kindly to people. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, when you look at some of these models, you look at what did Jesus model? And I think yeah. listening well is one of the biggest keys to having conflict. If if you don't listen well, then how can you understand what the person's saying? Right. You know, and and some, uh, you know, I have a few things that you kind of see. Um, and our lack of communication skills that we where we don't where we ineffectively don't listen and one of those is in, uh, interrupting don't interrupt right <laughs> just what? listen yeah. <laughs> what? wait what yeah. you, you know don't interrupt like like listen to what the person has to say mm-hmm. you know um, another thing we do commonly is minimize mm-hmm. is not that's essentially we're not validating what they're saying we're just saying oh that doesn't matter move it to the side mm-hmm. right another thing we do is give premature advice I mean we've all done that we've jumped to conclusions and mm-hmm. not heard the person out um, yeah. you know and another common thing we do is fear filter um, we will listen to what that person is saying through the lens of our own fears and our own insecurities and our own struggles and so Mm -hmm. we don't actually hear what they have to say we just hear the way that we interpret it through fear Mm -hmm. and so those are just some real common ways of of how we don't effectively listen and so that is makes a barrier to then communicating with someone yeah yeah now people as soon as you just are interrupting or you're not listening then then even if you if if it it really invalidates the other person because they're like I'm tr- I'm like pouring out my heart here but you're not even hearing me Absolutely. and so then again you're not getting you're not getting anywhere uh, because uh, yeah because the person doesn't feel valued or their mm-hmm. perspective and so and that can be a hard place to come from mm-hmm. to, uh, to come to you know because mm-hmm. we have to humble ourselves you know if I'm the person that is listening I need to prepare my heart in such a way to hear mm-hmm. the offenses that I have you know caused and and uh, and that's not always easy for a person to, to take in yes you know? absolutely. especially when we humility. believe we're right you know right. we believe our version <laughs> of the truth and so one mm-hmm. well, I think we also are, you have to turn off like the inner lawyer in your head because I think sometimes yes. you you're you, listen- you have one of those too? <laughs> you're <laughs> listening to someone and you're just saying you're like building up oh well I have you, you're justifying what she, what he or she mm-hmm. just said. You're like, oh yeah, but this, oh yeah, but this, and so then they finish, and you're like, well, let me just counter everything you just said. Yes, yeah. which I think is like what you're saying. That just minimizes. You're you're not validating what that person feels. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Proverbs 18 when it comes to this topic of uh, listening, offering counsel and advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so many great nuggets in uh, in Proverbs 18. Verse two says, "A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion." Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, drop yes. that one in a in a in a counseling <laughs> that situation. That won't make conflict worse right, at all. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Or here's verse thirteen. If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. Yeah. And mm. uh, like, let's listen first, and not just be quick to you know to be defensive, quick to offer a rebuttal. Mm-hmm. Um, verse uh, fifteen says, an, "An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge." You know, so hearing out the case, hearing hearing mm-hmm. the full thing, uh, the the person's perspective before um, uh, before offering our own. You know, and then verse seventeen is a great warning. You know, the one who states his case first seems right until the other comes and examines him. <clears throat> 
Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. You other know? side of the story. That's right. The other <laughs> side of the story. And, uh, you know, you talk about the inner lawyer, uh, Aaron, and that's, yeah, we're, you know, in our case, we're, we're always the one in our own mind that has stated our case first right. until <laughs> it's put up against the perspective or the, you know, of somebody else, our spouse mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and then we realize, well, there's more layers here. And my uh, perspective is only one perspective. It yeah. may not be the full picture of what is true and mm-hmm. what is right. And so, so that's good. That's helpful stuff is coming to listen, coming and, uh, um, and hearing one another out. And so, okay, let's, let's keep going in further here. Adam, like what's a, so we've listened, we've heard each other out, mm-hmm. we've got it. Now what? Now all the, all the data is just kind of yeah. swimming out there. Then yeah. what do we do? Yeah, no. And I will say one thing is I encourage like when a spouses or just people are having conflict mm-hmm. is to, as you're learning each other, especially in a, in a marriage relationship is you're learning, you're, you're trying not to add gasoline mm-hmm. to the fire. Yeah. And so I always encourage to say, Hey, if you're coming into a topic saying, Hey, I, I just, I need you to listen. I, I, don't, I don't really want any feedback right yeah. now. I just want you to listen to me yeah. and pray for me, and we can revisit this mm. later, mm. right? Because it, it helps. I know my wife did that a lot early on in our marriage where mm. it helped me because I didn't listen very well. And it's, mm. <laughs> it helped me learn um, certain scenarios, that I ne- how I needed to step in, right? Sure. Sometimes I needed to be empathetic. That's what she wanted me to be, mm. right? Yeah. She didn't want me to solve her problem. Yeah. Sometimes she needed me to help her fix something, and so she would say, hey, I need you to help me fix this, but I, I just want you to listen first, yep. right? And so it helped me learn, my wife, over time, of then whenever she would bring things to me, I wouldn't kind of know how to step in. Yeah. And so I, it helped me learn her, right? And same with me with her, so that we kind of then knew some of those modes of communication and what worked sure. best for us. Sure. Are there, that, that, that's actually a great topic here. Are there like effective listening uh, skills? You know, we talk about what to avoid. Mm-hmm. We heard some of the Proverbs, but are there, are there, good ways to listen do you have any like categories for that or like some helpful things like okay well how do we how do we listen well then yeah no i would say one one of those was empathy was being an empathetic listener um it's just um entering their world and connecting emotionally really Mm -hmm. is what that means and and trying to understand where they're coming from even if you don't agree even if you don't understand it's still saying i you are worth me engaging you and trying to feel what you feel right Uh, another uh, another one that i that has really helped me as a value of listening is, is helping your spouse move toward a decision. So it's saying, okay, I'm listening. I'm trying to help solve a problem, right? That's one of just saying, okay, I'm not just listening and saying, oh, I'm sorry. Let me pray for you. Go figure that out. Right. It's me trying to step in and say, how can I help? How can mm. I make this situation better? Yes. Um, those are those are two pretty big ones. And another one that I find pretty helpful is what we call appreciative listening, um, where you give the person the benefit of the doubt, where you you expect what they say is going to be good. And you don't mm-hmm. all automatically have that defeatist mentality where you're just saying, oh, whatever, they're going to be negative or they're going to do this. You you anticipate, you you model your heart around a heart of anticipation of yeah. saying, I think what they're going to say is going to be good. Right. And so I think that that's another great place to start. Right. Mm. Yep. Hope that helps a little bit. No, yeah, for sure it does. It does. And, and like you're saying, I think for me the the one that's helped a lot is just having empathy you know trying Mm -hmm. to understand that like the things that i struggle with are maybe not necessarily what you struggle with and Mm -hmm. so when we're when when i'm hearing you say something when my head instead of saying well that doesn't really that's not something i struggle i don't struggle with maybe feeling insecure about this or maybe this certain thing but for your in your case that might be that might be the case and for Mm -hmm. me it takes trying to understand and trying to feel 
what be in their shoes and say, well, that's something they're struggling with and I need to accept that and validate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so let's, uh, let's then let's go to the next step like so we've listened to all that and you brought up just a second ago adam about how uh in conflict we listen and then we speak and following after christ you know and, and modeling his uh, uh uh very empathetic compassionate listening and then his kind way of communicating mm-hmm. and so so we've listened but then how do we how do we communicate in a right. biblical, godly way that's also helpful and productive and helps us gain ground and doesn't yeah. drive the other person away or make them even matter mm-hmm. or make the situation even worse? Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> how do we do that? Yeah, I, I think one of the things of modeling how do we speak is, is looking at, I always love Genesis 3, where um, you see both ways of communicating great and communicating poorly, <laughs> right? So you see how Satan uses his words in yeah. Genesis 3 and how God uses his words. Mm-hmm. Where right. You have Adam and Eve and they're kind of in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Almost like setting up the scene, right? And, and Satan uses his words to lie, to deceive, to mm-hmm. tear down, to destroy. He literally uses his words to just almost in a way tear them down all the way down to the ground, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. then you see, then they sin, right? They eat the fruit, they go through, they hide, and then God comes to them and what does God do? God is loving and gracious and mm. caring. And yes, he he do- talks directly to them. He gives them their consequences. He doesn't shy away from that. Doesn't mean right. we can't speak honestly, mm-hmm. but God is very loving and caring. And then right at the end of Genesis 3, we see the gospel. He says, I'm going to I'm going to send someone that's, right. that's going to redeem this one day, right? And so God's words are restorative and redemptive and while they're honest and very open with them, his way of communicating is just very different than Satan's, right? And so in marriage conflict, right, sometimes we use our words to tear down. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we use our words to manipulate, to belittle, to destroy, right? And then sometimes we use them to build up and encourage. And so we want to model ourselves after, right, after God and after Christ and say, how do I use my words to be honest about where I am, right? But how do I use them? to build up to encourage and not to just tear the other person down yeah that's right does that mean that we then can't be like straightforward Mm -hmm. yeah does that uh, like in all the ways that you're talking does that mean we that we have to kind of like dance around our true feelings you know or our true emotions or or is there a way that we can still speak very pointedly without you know being so antagonistic does that make mm-hmm. sense is there like is there a, is that even possible or yeah. is there is it not yeah <laughs> no i think it is you know i think of like the woman at the well you know where mm. jesus listened to her really yeah. well you know and right. then he spoke to her and he didn't shy away what she had been doing yeah. right, right. He, he laid her life out in front of her and mm-hmm. said you know this is what you've been doing and she um but he said it right he spoke the truth in love right Right. and he was very honest about her and where she Mm -hmm. was but he also said in a very loving way he didn't scream it at her right he didn't belittle her he spoke very open and honest about her but in a way where she received it yeah yeah he wasn't accusing her Mm -hmm. in a way or demeaning her yeah truth-filled but also gracious and yeah. all that so um which, which speaking of which is are there things that we should avoid then in how we communicate you know mm-hmm. are there th- things that you know that 
that are just like we need to avoid those because we are crossing into uh, making accusations or we're, we're uh, this, this is this is dangerous. We still there's a way yes that we can speak pointedly, honestly, truthfully, mm-hmm. without crossing over the line and so where help us you know where where is that line how can we speak kindly redemptively honestly without without jumping over and just making it worse (laughs) no one way i like to phrase them i got this from a biblical counselor named jonathan holmes um he calls them communication grenades um which is like it's kind of a good phrase but i'm like yeah it's like you know you're just throwing a grenade across the across the room um and he has certain ones that that he counsels people to avoid and i've used this and found it really helpful but Mm -hmm. so i'm just going to rattle off a few of them um now we these might seem a little extreme but we can we isolate between you know between small things and big things um certain things of like i'm done with you Mm -hmm. i don't love you anymore i hate you you're stupid um, you never loved me. You never stand up for me. You always run away from conflict. Um, you're such a lazy person. You're a bully. Um, and so using using certain phrases that can just tear down, yeah. right? Now, you might be thinking, I don't use those. But there are definitely things in your, in your marriage or in your relationships mm. that you say that people say to you that cut you deep, yeah. right. right? And the same things you will say to them that cut them deep. Right. So it's finding out what those things are hmm. and in each relationship and each marriage and yeah. then avoiding those. Yeah, yeah. My wife and I, we will often say we don't use superlatives. Um, yes. You always, always do blank. Never. You always are this way or you never you know, do the dishes or you <laughs> never. Um, and yes. so we, we try to avoid the the those types of words um when we're in the midst of conflict because we just know like that's not true you know? yep. um and and even if it is you know even if i never do the dishes um which i do by the way um, but, <laughs> on occasion uh, right? that's right yeah. that's right if uh, but even if that were that's the, the, it can be unhelpful just to lob those grenades i mm-hmm. love that language mm-hmm. actually adam that's that's uh, fantastic because that's often like that we can yeah. we can just kind of lob it over there without any sort of responsibility uh without any you know sort of like accountability mm-hmm. uh, for the things that we're saying because it's just like here we go and we toss yeah. it over the wall that mm-hmm. the conflict is built and then we can just walk off and be like now deal with the the wreckage you <laughs> yeah. know the person and uh, and that you know obviously is not the way to come forward like the goal in conflict is to be resolved to come mm-hmm. towards one another and so like that i think that's the direction we have to be thinking in in biblical conflict resolution is is we need to be listening and speaking in such a way that moves us towards one another mm-hmm. ultimately towards christ but mm-hmm. back towards one another because conflict something has happened that has uh, split us apart that has right. us standing on opposing ends and we want to be coming together and so that's that even i think is hopefully a helpful just kind of uh, mindset to have as you're thinking okay as i'm listening is this dr- Drawing me closer to my mm-hmm. spouse um, as I'm speaking. Is this going to be something that's going to help us take steps forward, or is this just going to keep the obstacle or keep the barrier between us, or uh, worst case scenario, drive us even farther apart? Right. You know? right. And uh, and and just kind of use that as a filter of mm. how do we listen? You know, just kind of bare bones. Yeah, <laughs> is it, bare is bones. it taking us that way <laughs> yeah. um, towards one another? 
may, even just a little bit, even if mm-hmm. it's not a massive leap backwards mm-hmm. and small this, steps in the same direction. Right, yeah. right. It's yeah. not just going to be one thing's not going to be said that mm-hmm. okay, it's all done. You know, right, like, um, right. Even conflict even resolved. Done. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. all done. You know, yeah. all done. And uh, yeah, well, and, and as you're, you know, Adam, you're talking about those those communication grenades, and and I'm thinking. You know, so often, like, we don't think of the goal of resolving conflict to be reconciliation. We're going into it, and I'm saying me personally, mm-hmm. I've just, I've gone into it before. Yeah, f- to win or to settle the score. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not necessarily looking to reconcile. I'm saying, you hurt me, so now I want you to feel how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and I think uh, if we look at, you know, conf- conflict resolution as, like, a metaphor compared to the gospel we see that like god the score like god took the loss he took Mm -hmm. the loss of us um constantly turning away constantly sinning and still sent his son to die for us to just cover all that there was Mm -hmm. no um you know settling the score i mean christ Mm -hmm. paid for the debt in full that we should have and we Mm -hmm. we reap the benefits of that and you know even as you guys were talking i'm convicted of that that i often go into um, conflicts that I think the other person has wronged me and I want them to to feel how I feel because you know obviously no one likes to be hurt yeah. but yeah. but really reconciliation is a picture of the gospel and we should mm-hmm. be striving in conflict to to reconcile with one another mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah. and ultimately it's 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 exhibiting to the world what what a relationship with God in community looks like when yeah. it's right. amongst us and then even in marriage what what it uh, that our marriages are a picture of the gospel of Jesus and his church and that we're not yeah. perfect but but we are working toward reconciliation mm-hmm. and exhibiting that to the world and so in, in any of those scenarios our aim is to exalt Christ and mm-hmm. show that to the world even if that's in through our mistakes that's right, right. that's right. right that's good that's a that's a great uh, you know just kind of closing thought even mm-hmm. as we think about uh, conflict you know, just like any other issue in life is to put it in a gospel Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and and just to have the end game in mind mm-hmm. um, that it's not all about me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and yet it is all about Christ, and uh, and how does how how do we live out the gospel even in the midst of uh, in, in the midst of this conflict? And so, you know, as we uh, um, as we kind of wrap up here, then on on that note, um, just want to. Is, say I hope again that this was helpful and we put some practical things in uh, your toolbox um, but also just want to encourage you if you find yourself in um, you know any stage um, and you need uh, the help and the hope of, of the gospel uh, from God's people um, that uh, that it is available and out there you don't have to just stay stuck in uh, in your conflicted ways right. if you will and uh, and not you know why, why would you not take that first step and get the help that you need whether it's in your uh, opening up to your small group people um, to, uh, you know, to uh, your pastor uh, or a small group leader um, or, you know, contacting us at the church office and getting some some biblical counsel, whether it's just a, a general conflict or mm-hmm. you find yourself in need of some real acute intensive care, mm-hmm. uh, praise the Lord. It's available to you, right. and uh, and so we would love to um, to meet with you. We'd love to uh, to help walk through that uh, with you, so that way um, you can you can live a more peace filled, joy filled uh, mm. life in in Christ. And so um, you can find us on our website and all those things on how to uh, get some soul care and get some help and some hope as uh, as you walk through um, the various conflicts. Of life. Well. 
Thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. To learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. We thank you for your support and listening, and we hope that you'll join us next week as we consider it.